So uh, that is on that. That's um, Orange Bird. He's a character from Magic Kingdom who's just uh, right now. I think he's actually only on a single shop where you can get like an orange swirl ice cream kind of thing. Um, but he is a the only place he exists now is in Magic Kingdom, and he was designed. I don't remember in what decade, 70s or 80s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney and the Orange, like the Florida Orange society or whatever like the mm-hmm. you know they uh they did a thing as like an awareness program or something like that so he was a little cartoon character who um yeah who represented it. he's really he's really cute when you see full pictures of him i can show you some later uh mm-hmm. and uh yeah i actually intend to be him as a costume for a race during a wine and dine weekend in november so, i think that's a great idea because i, I want to go yeah. like yeah i really want to go deep into like I don't know. There's a few different things that are going to be kind of meta park related stuff rather than characters that are. You just have to be ready that most people won't know who you are. But the few that do will really love it. They'll really appreciate it. And I'll make it I'll Mm -hmm. make it really detailed. But, uh, but since we're based in Georgia and at Disney, Florida, oranges make sense. I looked at this and I was like what is this peach doing on that? <laughs> that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess because that's very close to a lot of Georgia peach logos that we've had. Yeah. And yeah, I guess without the Disney context, you would have no idea what to make of it, which I mean, you still wouldn't without an explanation, mm-hmm. but uh, orange bird's great. I have become irrationally obsessed with him. I see him um, a little stuffed animal behind you too. That is right. I got myself an orange bird stuffed animal <laughs> on a whim uh, the last time I was in Disney. So yeah. I bet that ice cream is delicious. It is, um, although it's not as good as a rum Dole Whip from uh, from Animal Kingdom. I've heard that. Dole Whips are great. Rum Dole Whips are even better because you can get you know dark rum or coconut rum. So, highly recommend. But, um, yeah. Okay, I'll put that on my <laughs> list to try. Well, you'll have to do it when you get to Animal Kingdom because you won't get to on this trip. That's we'll get true. you a non-rum Dole, Dole Whip, which are still delicious. So, <laughs> Can I bring my own rum? Mm, I mean, you probably wouldn't get caught, but let's maybe not uh, encourage people to do that. Okay. I don't, I won't test the waters there. (laughs) I'm the person that would always get caught anyways. Yeah. I've never gotten caught doing things like that because I've never done them. Mm -hmm. I'm like a rule follower, but uh, cool. Well, I guess we can start the show. So uh, it is January 23rd, 2018. I'm Michael Gabriel, and you're listening to Run the Small World, a new show in which I talk to friends and share my loves for Disney, running, run Disney, and whatever else comes up. So uh, you've been talking to me for a minute. Who are you, and how do I know you? My name is Rebecca Weiner, and we've been friends for a few years. We met through mutual friends at church, and um, we had the same running group for a while, and we just sort of got to know each other from similar friends and interests. Uh, So what is your running background? My running background hasn't been that long, actually. Um, It began after college, so it's just been for the past four years um, that I've really picked it up. It used to be something that I never thought I could do. I would see other people, you know, post pictures, especially on social media, bragging about the 5K that they did or um, the medals that they were earning. I wouldn't call it bragging. (laughs) I would just call that discussing, let's say. (laughs) Well, since you're one of those people, I can understand why you wouldn't want to say it's bragging. But now I'm part of that world and I understand it. 
And it's more of celebrating your accomplishments versus bragging. Yeah. It also is a great way to get other people interested in doing it, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, I've had a, a former manager of mine did a for the first time a marathon this past year and it was basically from watching me do a bunch of running and deciding to get into it and then i kept encouraging and then we went and did a marathon together so that's mm-hmm. fun so it's a great way to get people in because i probably wouldn't be doing the distance stuff without seeing a bunch of other people doing it so mm-hmm. um yeah and cool. there's so many great themes now that you just see all over the place there's color runs i've done mud run um there's one late at night where there's like either glow sticks and just basically anything you like it can be turned into a run yeah like disney disney <laughs> they've got it all you know everyone... in fact today i actually joined the hogwarts running club uh isn't a, a thing they do a bunch of virtual races and stuff like that but it's like facebook groups and stuff like that and it's I'm actually a but... part of that too well there you go which house <laughs> ravenclaw mm, hufflepuffs forever all right because we're the friendly people we're the nice people who will encourage our fellow runners because that's that's who we are. All right, that anyway. is very, uh, <laughs> I can see being a Hufflepuff. So, um, yeah, next question is, uh, what's your Disney background? My Disney background is, I well, I've never run a race there. No, you don't, we don't need to have our run Disney yet. Just okay. like generally, like where does your, how deep and how long does your Disney love go? Or my, lack of love, appreciation. My love for Disney begins once upon a time. In a land not so far away in Boston, Massachusetts, where I saw my first Disney film as a kid, and that was Snow White, just because... Um, so you got to start with the first one. I got That's to great. start with the first one, and it actually still haunts me to this day, the witch, like when oh, she turns into yeah. the witch. How old were you? Oh, I think I was three. I was okay. But I, was, I mean, but I remember it because that witch scared me. And even to this day, I do not like to go on the Snow White ride at Disney World. I'm OK if I miss it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that one and a small world. Oh. A small world is great. <laughs> People hate on it so much, but it's so wonderful. Um, you have to really appreciate collectible dolls. I feel like to enjoy yourself on the small world. Uh, and as I think about my desk at work and my place yeah that's a yeah maybe maybe a thing i'm into a little bit um, <laughs> the ones you have are a lot more friendly and relevant not just like scary collector could turn out to be uh, murdering you in the middle of the night that's where i cross they're the not line. like that no in... no all right we'll see well <laughs> so we got to move on to our next segment and my next segment is just a really quick uh a running news item. So uh, there was a recent announcement for the London Marathon about someone who is participating. Uh, a man from Ethiopia, uh, Kenanisa Bekele, I probably butchered that name. But the reason that's exciting is that he is joining two other people who are two other men who are running the marathon where uh, between the three of them, it's uh, him, Mo Farah and uh, Iliud Kipchoge. I, I've probably also <laughs> butchered that name, but between the three of them, they have eight Olympic gold medals and 12 world championship golds. So it's promising to be a really, really exciting London marathon this year. So that's super exciting and people are pumped about it. So after that, my next segment is the guest topic and you have a topic for us to talk about. So what is it? It's one of my favorite things to do, whether it's uh, for Halloween or a good theme party, it's costumes. Uh, let's talk about 
making costumes suitable for running. Well, I know that you recently explored that a little bit because we are part of a group who are going to uh, Princess Weekend in Mm -hmm. February. So uh, give me some thoughts about just sort of what you've worked through already. Well, it's going to be my first half marathon. So it's princess themed. And that is just a perfect time to really dress up and let our all our inner princesses out. On top of it being your uh, your first half marathon, you're also doing a 10k the day before because you decided that you wanted to sign up for the challenge. Uh, so that'll be fun. 2018 is looking to be a great year, and why not add some challenges to that, too? Yeah. Well, all we need to do is get your uh, training up to speed in the next uh, <laughs> next month or so, but uh, we'll get you there. If you can keep the ice off the roads, then I can get to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> what considerations did you have when you were deciding what you were going to do for a costume? Well, I wanted to think what would be comfortable in the long run. You know, mm. unlike a 5K, or you can't just go out and buy, you know, one of the cheap Halloween costumes that you see people do for maybe a Halloween race. Those don't last by the end of the race anyway. So you have to think about something with that's made of good material that will be comfortable and breathable. Breathable. And, yeah. um, you're going to be sweating. You're going to be moving. Is it going to be too hot in the longer? What is the weather yeah. conditions that you'll be running in? So uh, generally, people need to not do what I do, which is just make a costume and, you know, pay a little bit of attention to what it's going to feel like, but not actually test it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've found found that I have a really high tolerance compared to other people for discomfort while running races. But, um, you know, my very first costume race weekend was our first Disney costume race weekend. Mm-hmm. I did Mickey Mouse one day, which was fine, although it was a bit warm for a 10K, and then I was Aladdin the next day. And I had, for the vest, I had just cut a purple, like, Hanes shirt that was old and I didn't need anymore. And I had pinned a stuffed abu to my shoulder. And I didn't really think this through because about, you know, 100 feet into this half marathon I was running, I realized, oh, abu is going to bounce up and down and hit me in the face with every other stride. So um, I haven't learned a lesson since then. And it's been well over a year. Uh, this past, and Dopey recently... I had my first major chafe incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody has watched the uh, the Office and remembers the uh, the episode where uh, Andy has some issues, uh, that was pretty reminiscent, and it really uh, it destroyed some of my later race pictures uh, as Dopey. Now I went in and photoshopped, so anybody who sees them online will only see good ones. But uh, it was it was pretty bad, and I didn't feel it. But it was the sort of thing where if I had tested, I would have realized, oh, wearing a loose shirt causes this problem, whereas I'm normally wearing much tighter, lighter, lighter material. So. My advice means like <laughs> my advice based on that is you should absolutely try wearing anything that you're going to wear uh, as a running costume around. And if you can, without it being super, super awkward, go for a run in it, because um, even if it's not going to drive you crazy during a short run, you'll at least see which areas are going to give you a little bit of irritation. So you can see if you need to put an extra small layer of fabric under it or if you need to like peel or cut a piece of cloth off or something like that it it can go a long way to making something survivable for a half marathon or even a full if you're doing that there's a few things that i won't even think about using as a costume because i know that it's out of my comfort zone (laughs) or it just does not make sense and one of them is wigs like people that run in wigs all the power to you you. will see those from me this uh this princess weekend (laughs) 
two two of my three costumes contain wigs so i'm very excited to see you in a wig but um you're gonna be running so fast and that it's probably gonna run right off you. No, 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 no. I'm gonna be holding it in place. You're gonna be able to figure holding the wig and running. I guess that's what you have to end up doing. Probably. I mean, hey, I, I ran with a little Aladdin's mini fez on my head for 13 miles, uh, a, a not that long ago. So, I've 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 figured this thing out. I will see. I'll have to learn how to pin a wig properly to my hair, but I'll figure it out. Next segment is a Disney news item. So to pair up with the running news item. And oh, great! What is that? So this is a, it's actually kind of breaking. I just saw that this came out today. Disney has announced that they're giving $1,000 cash bonuses to 125,000 employees. That's $125 million. And they're doing this cool thing. Uh, They've announced a new program. They're putting out $50 million initially for an ongoing tuition program for hourly employees to go to school. And they have committed an additional $25 million annually to that. So neat little Disney news that I wouldn't have known if not researching it for this show. Uh, it's pretty cool. That's fantastic. Exciting. More companies um, putting their money towards educating their employees and helping them expand their knowledge in other areas. That's wonderful. My next uh, topic is my topic. It's the host topic. Uh, and for this, I wanted to talk about uh, training for multi-weekend races. <laughs> or, excuse me, for multi-race weekends, rather. Uh, so, uh, Rebecca, how's your training for this multi-race for your very first multi-race weekend and your first half marathon how's it going funny you should ask (laughs) it could be better um just coming off of the holidays was hard uh we just had christmas and new year's and with a lot of traveling it makes it hard to get you know time to run and then here in atlanta we uh had some really bad ice and snow so they closed down schools i couldn't go to work and you were kind of stuck inside. Now, I realize these all sound like excuses. Um, someone might... They are excuses, but they're also <laughs> excuses I would make. So, I'm getting back into it. Um, at the advice of a good friend, I'm going to up my training. <laughs> really? This, this good friend sounds very uh, very knowledgeable about they, this topic. They are very knowledgeable, but kind of cocky about it, too. They, I have no idea of what you speak. <laughs> I don't know. They post a lot of, on social media. So, yeah, uh, some general advice for people if you're doing a multi-weekend race is even if you've already done the kinds of distances involved is there's a lot more to it than just being capable of doing the distances, um, especially if you're doing a Disney race. But even if you're not, you need to generally be know what it's like to run on tired legs or legs that have already done previous work because Doing a half marathon after you've done a 10K the previous day is much harder than just doing a half marathon, especially when you add into the fact that you will have spent at least one day in a Disney park beforehand as well. So and the and that you want to enjoy yourself in the Disney park afterwards and not feel like you're going to die. Um, so generally more than especially for Disney races, but more than worrying about pace and distances of running continually. Uh, learning how to handle being on your feet for extended periods of time and then running after your legs are already tired is important and doing it in subsequent days. So you don't have to do it all, all to do it all the time, but it's good to have some uh, at least a couple of weekends where you do back to back like short run and a long run on back to back days with other activity dispersed, uh, even if they're considerably shorter than the uh, 
than the races will be for the weekend. At least you're sort of getting used to what it feels like when your muscles are already a little bit tight from the day before, um, because that's a very different feeling when you're st getting started to get mm -hmm. your muscles moving. Um, it's true during Dopey. It's true during these weekends. Uh, and I know Disney does a pretty reasonable job for some of the race weekends of having training programs up that I think are... Uh, they address that some, uh, but I'm not sure if they have some specifically for Princess Weekend. I know they have it for Dopey, but I don't know about other other weekends and stuff. So uh, for anybody who's looking at those at doing these things in the future, who has not done back to back running much uh, with longer distances, definitely try and just spend time, even if you just have to spend time really lightly jogging and walking way less than you're capable of until you've been on your legs for an hour and a half or two hours and then going for a moderate run just to see what that feels like is uh, probably pr probably worth your time. Even yeah. for procrastinators like myself, I realize that I really need to get on top of it. Even though I know it'll work out and it'll be great, I really want to be able to enjoy myself at Disney World, see everything I want to see. You know, you're spending all this money. You really want to take advantage of it while you can, especially um, as an adult. It makes it harder and harder to get, take vacation. And so the few times you get to be a kid again. Mm -hmm. You want to take advantage. Yeah. Um, I did have a friend who the first time I, a friend came with me for a race Dis run Disney weekend was actually only my second one. And it was the aforementioned uh, wine and dine weekend where I wore Mickey and Aladdin. Uh, and uh, I had a friend with me and it was her first time doing a back to back uh, weekend. And she's done, she had done many, many half marathons before. And so she ran them pretty s seriously uh, instead of doing the run walk thing. And uh, she was exhausted on the second day of the half marathon uh, to the point where I found out later that she she was not embarrassed, but like didn't want to ask me to slow down when we were walking around the parks to take a rest. And it sort of bit her in the evening when uh, at the Wine and Dine half marathon weekend, they have an evening party that goes until 2 a.m. over in Epcot where you get to eat and drink uh, around the World Showcase. And she just couldn't make it more than about an hour in. She was just exhausted and dead and so we you know we ended the party and it was fine like i mean i still had a good time we still had some good food but she was just tired and i'm much less concerned about the fact like about whether any of you are exhausted for my sake i mean i have an annual pass i go down all the time but i really want you all to be able to experience it have the best possible experience which is which is to say that you should probably be as ready as possible so um <laughs> so we're about a month away from that thursday or friday uh and that's still plenty of time to do a good bit of prep. Like you're not going to go from being not fast to fast. Like if that's, you know, if that's where you're at in a month, but you can do a lot of conditioning your legs to be ready to deal with being tired and still give them like a good, you know, half week to week of rest. So you're going in uh, full force into the weekend. Uh, well, hopefully you and I will be able to figure out how you can be a little bit more consistent for the, especially for the next three weeks or so, just to, uh, so that you won't have to worry about it during that race weekend. It's a top priority of mine. <laughs> Should be. Number one. Number one. Forget forget anything else. Forget work. Forget friendships. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, I, I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> I got to go run. All right. Well, hey, I mean, it's it. you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, but I have you for a few more minutes. Uh, before we close out the show, uh, what are you looking forward to? What's coming up, if anything? Uh, <laughs> well, if you can't think of something right now... Uh, 
you don't have to but uh for me i mean i'm of course i'm looking up uh, forward to the disney princess weekend um i'm also looking forward to so last night i did a half marathon run on the treadmill and that means i earned my star wars virtual half marathon medal and the beginning of the kessel run challenge race and i like getting bling from disney so i'm looking forward to getting those two extra medals at the end of the star wars challenge weekend in april uh, so yeah, I, it looks like you just figured out what you're doing, <laughs> what you're looking forward to. What is it? Dole Whip. <laughs> Dole Whip. Yes, yeah. there you go. Uh, Dole Whips are well worth looking forward to. Um, I honestly, Disney food is a big thing. I, I've had multiple friends tell me that mm-hmm. every time it's the food pictures I post from Disney that make them want to go back to Disney. And, uh, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I believe you sent me a picture of a unicorn cupcake that was one of the Disney Food Blog yeah, Instagrams. Disney Food Blog is a great Instagram account. I think that was from one of their cruises, though, unfortunately. Cruise, so, oh. but you yeah, shouldn't have told good. me. Well, now you, you'll just have to go go on one of those cruises. But yeah. now there will be plenty of Disney and non-specifically Disney, but great treats uh, in Disney. The food is great. It's wonderful when your food looks as good as it tastes and. If you can make it into a Disney character, all the better. Yeah, and you're all about the unicorns, too, which is that's why I sent that particular one to you. But um, for anybody who likes looking at fun food and is on Instagram, follow Disney Food Blog on Instagram. Highly recommend it. Uh, I find myself salivating often, and it's just a fun account. Rebecca, thank you for thank being you, my Michael. guest. Uh, and to listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Like I mentioned last time at, on my, uh, Instagram account, it's, uh, Alhim, which is A-U-H-I-M. But since then I've created new Instagram and Twitter handles for the show specifically where I will be posting more concentrated and more focused things, um, related to running and Disney. Uh, and that on Instagram, that is just run the small, excuse me run the small world and on twitter it's run small world because adding the t-h-e was too long for a twitter handle unfortunately uh so uh yeah that's that's the show we're done with that <laughs> that's exciting so yeah so your first time recording a podcast how, how does it's it feel my first time recording um i survived you I, did. I didn't come back through with any wounds you don't have any scar and anything that's going to scar like yeah. you know a just few, emotionally but at least it won't show the, the little scratches you've got yeah. all over yourself from the from this uh th- those will heal my training has also not been as great as i'd like it to be uh, what are your excuses uh i honestly it's just my recovery hasn't been great since mm-hmm. since dopey um i've i've wanted to go several times and i've just found that i have to cut uh, last night's the first time i haven't had to cut a run short since dopey uh, and it really is just uh it's really important to do your recovery run two or three days after, uh, if you're doing something that's pushing you. Mm-hmm. Um, like if, you know, if I'm doing a half marathon, I don't really have to do any recovery after that. But if I'm doing a full hard, I need to. If I'm doing a full at a comfortable pace, I'm okay at this point. I'm conditioned for it. But Dopey was not comfortable. Um, I It was just enough where not doing that recovery run two or three days later meant that it took me a solid two weeks to really have my legs start to feel normal and not fight me rather than probably the couple more days it would have if I had done that, that recovery run. So, um, but last night felt good and I feel great today. So I'm ready to start getting my mileage back and start getting some speed training in. I'll only be about one week into my official schedule. So I'm like just testing the waters right now, but only be like a week or two into my official schedule come princess weekend. So that'll be like sort of testing where I'm at, at that starting period. And that'll be nice. Uh, while doing it in costume and there will be pictures of course but it'll be fun are you gonna have a costume for the boston 
No, no, no. I, <laughs> costumes are very much a Disney thing. Disney uh, only? Uh, almost Disney only. My very first costume race was a Halloween race. Um, it was a 5K. That's usually how people get hooked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually, it was really funny. Uh, so my company sponsored a local 5K that mm. year, and it was a Halloween 5K, and so they were su- suggesting people do costumes and i was i think i mentioned this on a previous episode um but i was sonic the hedgehog uh and it was a small it was the smallest 5k i've ever run in and i ended up getting third place overall and it's my only overall placing in a race ever and i was wearing a sonic the hedgehog costume and i was the first person wearing a costume and i was overheating too so i could have probably shaved off another 30 40 seconds but that's perfect yeah it was pretty was first place the flash (laughs) <laughs> no, the first and second were not in costume, and those two were so much faster than me that there's nothing I could do. I won't ever be as fast as those two people. When did you start running? Uh, I've been running, I don't know, a while. Um, I, I did track and cross country in high school. I didn't like it, though. I didn't take it seriously. So mm-hmm. um, soccer my whole life, though. So it was like I had the fitness for it, but I didn't know how to get myself to focus in and concentrate on running in high school and cross country because I was so used to playing a game to Mm -hmm. do it. So it wasn't engaging. And then I would just run on and off a little bit here and there through college and stuff. But it wasn't until a friend got me to throw my name into the hat for the New York City Marathon that I realized, oh, I can't do this without training. Mm -hmm. And I set up a schedule and I started following it. And it took me about three weeks into a religious schedule with it to get really hooked. And there's been no turning back since. So 11 marathons down. A whole lot more to go and the space of about two and a half years, less than two and a half years now. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I don't know if it's incredible, but it's something. (laughs) It's not a thing I would have expected two and a half, three years ago. Like three years Mm -hmm. ago, I hadn't actually even thought about doing a marathon yet. I hadn't put my name in the lottery for the New York City Marathon yet. Well, I've been running for four years and this is the first time I'm actually doing a long race. Like I would just do... Um, running on my own like I just see it as a more solitary activity where I'd listen to music or books and enjoy some time alone de-stressing and I never really thought oh yeah I should actually train for a big (laughs) race so the fact that it's taken me four years to do my first half marathon you know everyone goes at their own pace if you were running sometimes though uh I mean you're still a runner and that's what counts uh yeah. I mean, I think that's a big thing about running is like your intensity doesn't really matter. If you're a runner, you're a runner. And I really just love how supportive that it's just a really supportive environment. Like mm-hmm. runners are really supportive of other runners of all levels. And Most of the time I've had some disagreements with people about what is an actual runner. Like the difference between. Is it a runner who's disagreeing with you yeah. or somebody else? Is it... Well, just like making the distinguish between jogging and running like yeah, you're, not a, running. you're not a real runner unless you're running who's saying that to you though not i won't say names but... well no, no no but i mean are they people who are runners or are they people who aren't who are trying to make sure that you can't call yourself one there are people who are real runners <sighs> see like, I, I have w- issues with them then i think anybody who who runs even a little is a runner yeah as long I as they think, think of so. themselves as one so yeah that's it <laughs> i think we've had enough topics